Welcome back, my friend, to what we've titled here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, A Week of Encouragement. That's our goal. That's our aim. And if the Lord wills it, these next few days, that will be our sole purpose, to leave you, our listener, more encouraged by what you hear on this broadcast. If you would, join me in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. While you're turning there, I'm going to devote the lion's share of our time together to this concept of encouragement. But before we go any further, I will make mention of our ministry. BibleTracksInc.org is our website. And what I'd like you to do is this. Visit it and consider how God would have you to use our gospel tracks. We provide them for free. We've put them out in over 170 different countries, in over 70 different languages, for over 80 years, to God be the glory. Now, in just a few days, we will be mailing our latest newsletter. It will likely be in your mailbox by the end of this month. But, here's the sad news. Currently, we only send our newsletter to those that are donors to our ministry. And so, if you'd like to make sure to get on that list, people that are the undergirders, the underwriters, the foundation, and really the engine behind the success of Bible Tracks Incorporated, if you'd like to be one of those, one of the amazing people, I really can't say enough about those that invest in our ministry. It truly means so much to me. And if you'd like to take part, you can visit BibleTracksInc.org. And in the top right-hand corner, there's the option to donate. You say, all I have is $5. I cannot tell you how much that would mean to us. And the fact that we are able to print hundreds of gospel tracts with just a few dollars To God be the glory, we are very soon going to be working on printing millions of gospel tracts for the country of Pakistan. After that project is completed, we'll be turning our attention to Mexico and the country of India. Lord knows that the gospel needs to be sent out more in these days rather than less. And so, consider helping us if you would. Again, if you'd like to receive our newsletter, any size donation would be greatly appreciated, but it would also put you on the list to receive that publication. It'll be an encouraging read for you, I'm sure. Now, let's find our place in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 30. 1 Samuel 30, just as a short review, we established yesterday and the day before that David and his mighty band, those that were incredibly loyal to him, came back to their base of operations, namely the town of Ziklag. And they found that it had been razed. It had been burned to the ground by the Amalekites, who had taken their wives and their children captives. They were beside themselves with grief. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number 30, verse 6, that David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him. Understand, these are men that would have died for him not 24 hours earlier. And now they are so beside themselves with grief that they are talking about killing their God-given leader. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. 
And we looked at for just a moment yesterday the proper response to be the feelings of being overwhelmed. And in this week of encouragement, what should we do when all seems to be falling apart around us? Should we, as I said yesterday, run in circles, scream and shout when in trouble or in doubt? No, my friend, we should first encourage ourselves in the Lord. Practically speaking, though, how can we do that? I think one of the first things we should do is remember past victories that God has given. You know, it's interesting how we keep track of time, is it not? Think of it. When I say World War I, you have an approximate time frame in your memory, don't you? When I say World War II or Vietnam, how about the Dust Bowl? Even 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, or Superstorm Sandy, you may recall that one from years ago. It's amazing how we, even as Christians, keep track of time by the bad things that have happened. We always remember the worst of times, don't we? We need to start remembering the good times. I wonder when David, at the end of verse 6 there, encouraged himself in the Lord, I wonder if it's because he began to remember some past victories. I think, secondly, David and ourselves, you and me, what we should do is recognize who has brought you thus far. We need to start giving God the credit for how good he has been to us. For instance, Psalm 106 verse 1 says this, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You know, they said that David killed his ten thousands, and he was this mighty warrior, and he all had all these accolades. All the people wanted to pat him on the back, but still, he gave God the credit. Think of it this way. When you start magnifying God, your problems always seem to shrink. Psalm 34 verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. It is interesting when you look through a magnifying glass. Imagine with me, maybe you have one of those oblong or rectangular little magnifying things that you can use as your eyes start to go a little dim to read a book or read the newspaper. Maybe you remember as a kid having a magnifying glass and weren't those the coolest toys? You could go outside and look at things that you normally would have never been able to see. You can look up close at a flower. All of these things that you can magnify. But it's interesting, when you look through a magnifying glass, everything except for what you are looking at seems to cancel out. Your peripheral vision, your ability to see the big picture, if you will, is lost. Here's an object lesson for you. It all depends on what you're looking at. You see, you can be right in front of a problem, but if you focus on God, it's all going to be okay. Let me illustrate this for you practically. If you have a book close at hand, maybe even your Bible, but if you have something like a book close at hand, I want you to open it up and hold it about six inches in front of your face. What you'll quickly realize is that you will have a hard time looking at anything else when you're so focused on the contents of that book that you're holding it right in front of your face. Here's the issue. 
It depends on what you're looking at. When you are so close to God that everything else seems to cancel out, it becomes much easier to recognize who has brought you thus far. We have a head knowledge often that God is all-powerful, that he wants to take care of us, that as John 3.16 says, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We seem to know that in the six inches between our ears, but when the rubber meets the road and everything seems to be falling apart around us, can we recognize who brought us thus far? Can you remember back as I gave you assignment yesterday? Can you remember the past victories and remember the last time you truly thought this occasion, this circumstance only came about because God wanted to bless me? Or do we foolishly take credit for all the good that God has given us? I don't know your situation. I don't know what kind of car you drive, what kind of home you live in, what your family mode of life is. But can I tell you, every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, from God Almighty. When he opens the windows of heaven, he can pour out a blessing on us that we won't even be able to handle. Next, what did David do and what should we do? We need to rely on God. 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. For my strength, his strength, is made perfect in weakness. Whose weakness is that talking about? It's ours. When we are weak, then is he strong. The next part of that verse says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When's the last time you praised God for the things you didn't have or abilities you didn't have? Proverbs 3, five says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Maybe we have struggles with encouraging ourselves in the Lord, with being strong in the Lord. Because we don't trust him. Because we don't rely on him. If you will follow these three steps for encouraging yourself during this week of encouragement. First, remember past victories. Next, recognize who has brought you thus far. And lastly, rely on your God. If you follow these three steps, you will always, without fail, end up far more encouraged than you started. What did David then do next? If we're going to truly encourage ourselves, but not only that, change the circumstances that are causing our distress, I think we need to look further at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 7. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? He's talking of the Amalekites who had taken away his wives and sons and the people that they were supposed to protect. Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. David's first thought, when this distress seemed to overwhelm him, was first to encourage himself in the Lord, but second, right on the heels, 
was to inquire of the Lord, to talk to God about the situation. Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Friend, that is a promise. And during this week of encouragement, let me encourage you to acknowledge him, God Almighty, because he desires so greatly to truly direct your paths, but too often, we want nothing to do with him. He's sitting in the back seat trying to point out some landmarks by which we can navigate through life. And we're trying to tell him, God, if I can say this bluntly, shut up. I don't need you to backseat drive my life. When truly, he should be in the, the one in the driver's seat. He should be the one taking full and complete control. If this is going to be a week of encouragement for you, we can't keep doing the same old, same old. We've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord, but next we must inquire of the Lord. I'm going to give you some practical steps for how to talk to God in the coming days of this broadcast. If you would, tune in tomorrow. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.